What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 35 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and that's about all I'm going to say today. Take it away, Em. Live, love, Lance. <laughs> Live, love, Lance. That's it. End the episode now. That's it. I'm done. We're good. Thanks so much, everybody. Talk next week. I'm... Um, <laughs> It was a great, it's a great weekend if you're a Lance Stroll fan. There's not many of us out here. I and it's that. a shit weekend if you're a Ferrari fan, might I just say. Here's the thing. I think I'm on top of the world right now because all of my, like, love is for Lance and Lando right now. That, like, Ferrari's issue, I haven't really, like, processed it yet because I'm, I got Lance and Lando. Because you're on top of the world. I'm right? on top of the so world. it doesn't matter how I feel. It's just, you are on top of the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway. It's a good weekend for you. We're going to let you have it. It's a great weekend for me. We've uh, rebranded for the weekend as soon as we're kind of just going to jump right Not in. No, we. Emma rebranded I rebranded us. I had no say in the matter. We put a, I put the dark green, Aston Martin green as our logo. I put Live Love Lance in our bio. Hannah made me take it out. <laughs> and okay. I'll, I'll, I'll stick by why I made her take it out. I said to her, if Lando Norris comes across our Instagram page and our bio is Live Love Lance, no chance we're getting that follow. That is totally fair. So also I took delusional, it out. but fair. So I took it out. Um, it was a fun weekend, I think, in my opinion. Hannah's may think otherwise. But let's yeah. just jump right into the sprint. So it was another sprint weekend. We saw qualifying happen on Friday, but I think we'll just save that when we talk about the race, just mm-hmm. to make things less complicated. Um, did you watch sprint and sprint yes. shootout? Yes, I did. I watched uh, SQ1 and SQ2. I did not watch SQ3. Well, with SQ3, they literally were all waiting until the last two minutes to get out there. So that usually happens with qualifying is the teams will wait before sending their cars out. Mm -hmm. But it's such limited time anyway that, like, nothing happens. Nothing happens. So Change the sprint format. What was it? 12 minutes, 10 minutes, 8 minutes? So for the first six minutes, pretty much, of SQ3 nothing was going on change this change the sprint format please i even did you see max that video of max talking about the sprint he weekend? was so sarcastic so sarcastic he was like i'm so excited i love this another sprint weekend he hates it oh yeah he, he hates they every all hate it. it i max actually seemed kind of miserable all weekend i don't know it's a sprint weekend yeah but even i kind of think so obviously jumping ahead but when the race race was red flagged and and everyone was back into the pits mm-hmm. Max just, like, looked so miserable. He's like, I have to now just wait an extra half an hour just to get my win. I think he just wants to be in the car, but he wants to actually race. You don't race during a sprint weekend. Yeah. I mean, some of the drivers actually did, surprisingly. But Max didn't. Max needs competition is what he needs. Yes. He kind of had that a little bit today, but we'll get to that. Only for a little bit. Yeah. The most interesting thing to talk about uh, for sprint, shootout. Ocon and Fernando colliding. Mm Mm-hmm. Ocon right away was very, very, very angry on the radio, whereas mm-hmm. Fernando was like, I think he turned into me. I don't know. Heat of the moment, I guess. Yeah, we'll get to Ocon. <laughs> we have a hot take about Ocon. Mm-hmm. Not us, but Furious um, Hot Takes is going to be in this episode, and we'll chat about it then. We'll chat about it then. So he he turned into the side, or he turned into Fernando. There was no denying it. it I, I want to say Espon was definitely at fault for that. Unfortunate, but take responsibility, own up for it. I don't think he did, but um, we saw Danny Rick make it pretty far in the sprint. And Yuki, like in the shootout. Mm -hmm. We love that. And then the actual sprint itself. Max won the sprint. Obviously, he won the sprint. Uh, He got off so fast. Like, he just put, like, I don't, we say this every week. I don't know how he does it. He's just, he knows the car. He's so good. So Lando did start on pole for a sprint. But then, yeah, Max just, he got ahead. 
there's like there, but there's nothing Lano could do because Max, I wanted, I said it in the, like when I was texting Hannah, um, Max, I think had the better line because during that first turn, mm-hmm. you want to be on the inside mm-hmm. and that's where Mac was, Mac, 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 that's where Max was with a starting position with P2. And so he just had the advantage and his reaction time was better. He took the lead, Lano fell back and then Checo fell back because both Mercedes overtook him. Um, and it, it looked like the Mercedes were starting off really strong and then they just started to fall back throughout the duration of the sprint race. What, it was James James Hinchcliffe that got on the radio and said that they're not taking care of their tires and I like the Mercedes weren't taking care of their tires. And I totally agree. I think because you have 24 laps, you don't want to go in for a pit. You need to make those tires last. And I don't think Lewis or George, they, don't, they weren't doing that. They weren't doing that. So Checo and George were fighting. And then what, Lewis? And Hamilton was behind. Hamilton yeah. was behind. And so we were waiting for, you know, that through goes Hamilton, the classic, you know, through goes Hamilton. Yeah, I don't need to repeat it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then through goes Yuki is what yeah. happened. <laughs> through, goes, through goes Yuki, I guess. Um, uh, I don't, yeah. I don't, seeing Yuki in the Avatari pass. Are you positive? I am 100% positive okay, because great. Yuki finished higher than Lewis in the sprint. Okay. Like a, like a place higher, but still finished ahead of Mercedes. But Mercedes, they were taking care of their tires. They just was giving, they were giving 100% right off the bat and they kind of screwed themselves. I just, there was a lot of fighting during the sprint towards like the middle of the pack. No, you had just wrote, the Alphataris are cooking. The Alphataris were cooking. What, Danny, Danny was fighting Carlos for that last point Mm because only the top eight drivers get points. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I thought he had it. And also the most important, I think, yeah, the most impressive thing was Lando keeping up with Max's pace. Like, he's, he's, he's so good. Lando is so good. Well, and that's not the first time he showed that that weekend, too. Yeah. Like, we saw more of it in the race race. Also notable in the sprint. So, Lando obviously finishing second, and then Oscar finishing 10th. So, I don't know. It wasn't a good weekend for Oscar. No, it wasn't. Nothing. And I, I don't yeah. know what, the, like, if there's a difference in the cars, if there was an upgrade to Lando's car, not to Oscar's or whatnot. I didn't hear anything like that. But it's kind of weird because... Lando and Oscar were both doing so well, mm-hmm. um, like two threes, whatever, for like a maybe like a three or four race span. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, last week was bad for both of them. And then this week it's just Lando. So well, no, last week wasn't that bad for Lando. Like he still managed to make up all those places, but Oscar wasn't doing the same. Like Oscar didn't have an impressive race last weekend. He didn't have an impressive shoot like mm-hmm. or sprint or race this weekend. Mm-hmm. At one point, I know he was fighting Danny Rick, and I was like, stay in your lane. Like, mm-hmm. And that's, like, that's how it finished, was uh, Oscar 10th and Danny Rick for 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carlos did end up getting that last point. Um, and then, yeah, that was just a little weird to me. But I don't um, think he's raced in Brazil before. I don't think F2's raced at Brazil. So, I mean, it is a new track, but we've also seen Oscar do really well at tracks he's never raced at before. So I don't even think something's up with the McLaren. I think it's him. Yeah, I, I was Not wondering. in, like, a mean way. Like, I'm not saying Oscar's fallen like he's Mm -hmm. doing great i think i don't know maybe the pressure of having good race after good race after good race Mm -hmm. is kind of getting to him and he's he's maybe yeah i was more wondering if you had heard anything about upgrades because one car obviously is finishing second and one car well it wasn't necessarily his fault that he had to dnf the future race but Mm -hmm. in sprint it was 10th so i was just wondering if you had heard anything but i guess there was no change the car so not that i know yeah i'm not sure what's going on there but hopefully they can you know get it back together for the last two races of the year. There's two races left in this season. Which is weird. Because like, we started this show at the beginning of the season, and I feel like it's not... Something, it's not... It feels weird. Right. Yeah. a little weird. I don't know. Two races left, and then you'll never hear from us again. <laughs> that was such a Lando moment. 
Did you see the video this week that was circulating about Lando talking last week after the race, being like, once I get my first race win, I'm going to retire. Yeah. He's like, Rosberg got his first world championship, then retired. I'm going to win my first one and then retire. <laughs> I don't blame him. I want him done. Hey, if it, look, if it continues to take this long of a time for Lando to get his first race win, I think I might just retire after that too. Yeah. I think as soon as I see Lando win a race, I'm done watching. I'm good. Oh, okay. That's so it. you're done as a fan at that point. I'd be done as a fan. Mm-hmm. I'd be done motorsport in general. Actually, I'd go to Indy and I'd keep watching Indy until Pato wins the 500. And then I'm done. <laughs> God, I hope Pato wins the 500 this year. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into the actual race itself weekend, starting with so qualifying. Yeah. Um, Live Love Lance. Okay, before we get into Live Love Lance, um, the weather... It was apocalyptic during qualifying. Crazy pictures from this week, from Out of, Monday. Like, I know that, you know, they've they've raced in, like, pretty bad conditions before. I don't blame them for calling off qualifying when they did. Mm-hmm. But, like, you've, if you haven't seen the photos, look up the photos of, of Brazil GP qualifying. Like, and specifically Q3. Like, it was, it was kind of rainy before that, but <laughs> it didn't get... It looked like... Something out of Stranger Things, actually. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, or Loki, if if for our Marvel friends. Um, also Loki. Yes, yeah. It just looked like the darkness just came upon. Brazil. It was terrifying. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Did I send you the tweet? It was like he was sunshine, I was midnight rain, and it was like a photo of Charles with the sunset in Austin, and then it was Max with like just the dark clouds. Well, that's hilarious. In Brazil. <laughs> I love any Taylor Swift F one crossover. I was like, this is everything. Yeah, this is so true. Um, okay, so what actually happened in qualifying? I watched a little later than everybody and I had wondered if something was happening because normally you and Boston will continue to talk in our group chat mm-hmm. and there was nothing. And I, I didn't say, you know, I'm at work, I'm not watching, whatever it was. You guys just like didn't talk. And I was like, I wonder if they're hiding something from me. So then when I, I finally- I think we were just texting by ourselves. We didn't want to spoil anything. But... And then when I finally could watch, I figured out what you were hiding from me. Yeah, because I didn't want to spoil Lance. But Lance had, he was in the top three during Q1 as well. Like, he showed incredible pace during qualifying to to be battling or matching the times of the top cars that he hasn't been doing all season. So he had the pace. He had the timing. Like, it was, as a Lance fan, love to see it. I was like, I don't want to get my hopes up. This is only Q1. Oh, because I thought it said, like, Russ in P3. And then I looked closer and it said, like, STR. And I wanted to scream. How did you get those mixed up? I was watching on a very small phone. Oh. <laughs> and I did not have my glasses. Okay. No, out in Q3 um, was Yuki, Danny, Valtteri, Logan, and Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, not a great weekend for Alfa Romeo. No. And we don't... Oh. I said this, not long ago. We don't talk about Alfa Romeo enough. Like, they're, they're not really bad. They're not good. And I just feel like no one's talking about it. I know because uh, there's so much, there's so much, you know, more conversation around the Williams and Logan Sargent and um, the Alphatari being, I mean, definitely one of the worst cars mm-hmm. on the grid. I know, um, but Alphatari is above, I'm pretty sure Alphatari is above Alfa Romeo. But if that happened, it was only within the last two races. Mm-hmm. Alphatari only had two, two points before Danny. But we talk, points. we talk about Haas, but they're below Alfa Romeo, but I think when we talk about Haas, we talk about their qualifying pace because they do have really good one lap pace. And something is always happening with Haas. Whereas Alfa Romeo slides under everyone's radar mm-hmm. all the time. 
whether it's good, whether it's bad, Joe DNF today. And it took us a few minutes until after the race ended for us to figure out like what actually happened. Like, no. So I, no I, yeah, when that happened, I had seen Michaela, she loves for Formula One, post that it was an engine failure. So I was like, okay, no problem. Engine failure. I have an answer. When Valtteri DNF, I had no idea, but it was when George DNF that I was like, I actually have no fucking clue <laughs> what is going on. Like, I don't know. And I watched the races yeah. fully through. So like, where is the knowledge gap? We'll, uh, we'll get to the DNFs, but yeah. Um, Alfred, Alfa Romeo, I don't know. And like, we're not saying it in a mean way. It's not like we're saying we don't like Alfa Romeo. It's the fact that they're not doing anything. And they haven't been doing anything this season or last season. And it sucks because Joe is actually a very, very good driver. So is Valtteri. But Joe, he was a rookie last season. So he's, he's not obviously not a rookie anymore. But, like, he has wins from, like, F2, from F3 under his belt. He's a great driver. And I just don't think the Alfa Romeo is a good car for him. And it's unfortunate that it's not the same setup where it was before, where Alfa Romeo is the feeder team to Ferrari like that's not the case anymore but I don't know like I think that both drivers deserve a better team better cars um I know that they're what partnering with Sauber Sauber uh, Audi Audi they're having that Audi like Audi I think is coming in but not for two not for two more years so I don't think Audi has anything actually to do with the car quite yet they still go under Alfa Romeo Ferrari because they obviously are a customer team but um, yeah, they don't, I mean, similar to how AlphaTauri is unofficially a Red Bull feeder team. That's what Alfa Romeo is usually used as, um, for Ferrari, but you don't see that as much right now because when you put a retired, not a retired driver, but you put a, an experienced driver in Valtteri Bottas in the car, then it's no longer a feeder team. Mm-hmm. It's like an exit team. Ooh. But not an exit team. Like yeah, a, no, a I couple other teams do that too. It's mm-hmm. the same thing when. It's like, we're not ready to give up on this this name, this talent in the sport, but he no longer has a talent that we need for a top team. Right. I would say, I would argue the same thing as Fernando. what's going on with Fernando. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're not going to put him in one of the best cars. You can say what you want, but I'm going to go with this. And But we're going to give him a seat that's like a little subpar, I guess, just to keep him around. Yeah. It's like kind of what's happening with Valtteri as well. So, I mean, I don't want to lose Valtteri from the sport, truthfully. I think that he... You know, he is an incredible driver and his, the end to his tenure at Mercedes, I don't necessarily feel like was the most fair to him. So I think it's nice to still have him around for a little bit. He has not had a bad year. He hasn't had a bad year, but he hasn't had like a memorable year either. Alfa Romeo is just there. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. We saw what Gasly, Russell, Ocon being investigated for slowing in the pit lane, stopping in the pit lane, impeding. I don't even know at this point. I feel like the FIA just needs to stick to a rule if they put it out there. All three of them had two place grid penalties. Was it, I don't know if, I, I'm sorry. I feel like I should know. I don't, I think one of them was impeding because I heard something about the Alpines impeding on each other, but I know Gasly, or no, but I know. All all three of them, um, they they got two grid places for driving unnecessarily slow and failing to follow race director's instructions. That okay, was the so it would be pit lane. Yeah. It's another pit lane, pit lane infraction for Mr. Ocon. So <laughs> SD's back to being a menace in the pits. Back to being a menace in the pits. <laughs> Most qualifying is these drivers will just sit in the garage and wait. I think that this was a... It was risky knowing the weather. That was just... That was... It was incoming. With like the, the rain incoming, the temperature is obviously dropping. The 
track evolution. There's no track evolution. The track gets worse. It's opposite of evolution. What's the opposite of evolution? Uh, degradation. But that that word is usually used to talk about tires. Yeah. I don't know. But so these cars are waiting in the pit lane. De-evolution. I don't think it's a word, but we're going to go with it. The, the track got worse. Yeah. So you want to get out there and set that time so you know that you're safe. And I got really stressed out because Lance set a time. This was in Q2. He set a time. He was sitting 10th, 10th. And they were, there was still like a, some time left. He just went back to the garage and he was waiting. And he was pretty much banking on everyone else below him to not set a faster time. By the grace of God, Lance made it through into Q3. I was live loving By the, the grace of God. Okay. So you're... So you're- Putting his abilities to the side and saying that it was it what, no. a higher power that got him into Q3? Okay, I don't like the words that you're putting <laughs> in my mouth. That's what you said. Because, well, no, it was it was risky just putting him back in the garage and not sending it him was up for risky. a... That's what it was. Because I was like, you, you're just, you're not safe, essentially. If, if you're in like top three, you are pretty much. You don't need to go back out. It's very rare that all the drivers are going to qualify ahead of the top three. But to set a lap time... And be sitting at 10th and just pray that these drivers aren't going to be faster than you. I don't know what sort of data Aston Martin had in their garage to be like, now we're good. You can come back. But like, Uh, by the grace of God. Okay. By the grace of God, he did it. And Lance. And Lance's talent. I think he's great. I think he was good. (laughs) He's great. I think he's good. (laughs) I would like to say that when K-Migs got pole last year, it was because he was at the very start of the queue right before like qualifying and because he had set the first lap before the rain came down no driver could match that similar things happened this time for q3 these drivers yes they're still setting good lap times but you could just see that the the track you you can't do much with it it was de-evolutioning oh my god (laughs) that's the word we're sticking with right now (laughs) the track was not evolving that's what it's a better way to say it well, it wasn't just not evolving. It was getting worse. It was getting worse. Yeah. So um, this is another race where I kind of was thinking all weekend, like, do we need to change the timing when we race in Brazil? Or is it just always like, have does it always have a chance of rain? Because we talked I think about it this always has a chance of rain. with Japan and Japan is being pushed the beginning of the season next year because of weather issues. I'm wondering, because yeah, we talked about last year and I actually believe the year before it also rained. I'm my, my memory might be a little wrong on that, but I, I believe it was. So um, I'm not to... a meteorologist. I don't know the weather in Brazil. I'm not asking <laughs> you to be a meteorologist. I'm saying. Someone who lives in Brazil, can you tell us when there's a time that you don't have rain? I'm just saying that there's different, we've talked about the weather and we've talked about how there's different races that should be at different times in the year. And it just seemingly is rainy at this time at least for the past three years. So is there a more ideal time when we should be racing in Brazil? Because I thought other than the rain, like the track was awesome. The, like everybody I think loves Interlagos. That's kind of the, the feeling that I got. I thought it was a great track for a sprint race. I thought, I actually thought that this was one of the more interesting sprint races, mm-hmm. um, you know, regardless of the outcome. And yeah, I think that Brazil, obviously, it got ex- extended to 2030, mm-hmm. so it's obviously going to be around for a little while. But I'm wondering if I rain is continuing to be a problem if we need to schedule it at a different time. They're also kind of located on the coast, though. Yeah, and that's that's the risk, right? Like, yeah. it was the same thing with Japan. It's like... If it, you're on the coast, it, you're gonna, it's, a, it's an island. It's it a, could yeah. just 
rain all the time. Yeah. I don't know. This is why I'm kind of asking. Well, if someone lives in Brazil. We have lots of... of um, I said if someone lives in Brazil. We have lots of followers from Brazil. So you guys let us know. Please tell us when is a good time for them to race mm-hmm. where there isn't any rain. Um, but at least it was only raining on the one day and not the entire weekend. I thought it was just um, a, but, a godsend that there was no rain today but, during the race. They had to delay qualifying 15 minutes because they had to clean up debris from a different championship series that happened right before qualifying. So if they qualifying had started when it was supposed to, none of them would have gotten rain. Lance probably would have lost his P3 spot. Everything would have been different. So everything happens for a reason is what you're saying. Everything happens for a reason. Lance Stroll qualified P3. And he qualified P3 because he set a lap time before the weather got worse. So... No one else could beat that time, essentially. And he, it was a it was a very, very good lap time. I'm not saying he didn't deserve that position. It's just the way things worked out. Mm-hmm. He was very lucky to set it when he did. He wasn't proud of the lap. He was kind of complaining afterwards. He was like, no, I know I could have gone faster. It could have done better. But it's like, buddy, you set, you, it's your first P3. Yeah, yeah. This whole season. So props to Lance. They, they had, yeah, they had to red flag quali because of the weather that was coming in. It was bad because by the time they got around to doing the post quali interviews, like it was a downpour. Mm-hmm. It, they couldn't well, do it outside. You just saw that black cloud mm-hmm. and you're like, it is going to rain so freaking hard right now. And yeah, they it had did. to just get off. I thought it was so funny that Lance had no idea where he was going. To be fair, none of the drivers really knew what was going on. They had to do their interview in the safety car garage. They couldn't close one of the doors. James Hinchcliffe, his he was giving that like Superman hairdo with like that, that one strand of hair over his forehead, which is really funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we saw Max, Charles, and Lance for the top three for Quali, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. And I lost my mind. I actually lost my mind, and I was at work, so I live love Lance. You know, don't it's blame your me. Whole brand. It's my whole brand. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were... Okay, shout out to Callie. So Callie is another friend of ours who I feel like we've mentioned her on the podcast again. We've got a couple recurring friends we we mentioned, but yeah, Callie's one of them. So Callie was the one that came up with the word strodium, and it's my new favorite word. And I'm going to submit it to Webster's Dictionary. And if you were to look up delusional in Webster's Dictionary, what would you find? A photo of the two of us, not just me. No, I agree. (laughs) The two of us. That's a correct answer. Um, but yeah, strodium is <laughs> my new favorite word. I was really, really banking, really, really, really hoping for a strodium today. But I was like, as long as we get loins, I'm good. So let's jump into... Well, we also got yoints. Yes. So let's jump into the race because we're already there. <laughs> also, shout out to Hannah for getting me the Aston Martin colored Red Bull. Yes. So a couple years ago when um, Aston, was it last year only? I think it was last year. Aston Martin came out with a redesign of their card. It looked identical to Red Bull. Just green. Yeah. Just, just a green Red Bull is what they were calling it. And then the next day, everyone on the pit wall, pit wall, now that we know what it's called, everyone on the pit wall was drinking green Aston Martin or green, (laughs) green Aston Martins. They were drinking green Red Bulls, Mm -hmm. but Emma's birthday was last week. And I had seen that there was actually a better Aston Martin green Red Bull now because the other green was quite lime green. This one is definitely more AM. So did, well, this one wasn't out at the time. No, it wasn't. This is a winter green edition. Aston Martin scandal. So mm-hmm. now it's out. It's perfect. Very. It's a very close green. Yes. So I bought her a four pack, and she's actually obsessed with them right now. I'm gonna <laughs> stock up. Anyway, thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Red Bull. Thanks, Aston Martin. <laughs> and thank you, Mr. Lance Stroll. Thank you, Lance Stroll. Oh. What a fun race. Okay. Well, it didn't start fun. Um, 
How are you feeling, Hannah? Like I have no purpose in life today. <laughs> I'm sure you can all feel that Emma is on top of the world right now. And my energy is like a minus 50 points right now because I my day was miserable at 11.01 when the formations lap began in our central time zone. I usually don't watch the formation lap. For some reason today, a higher power said you must watch the formation lap. And then I wanted to cry and scream and throw my phone across the room because Charles had a hydraulic failure and crashed in the formation lap. I think I think it's his radio messages that actually make it worse. His radio messages, were, they were sad. He said, why am I always so unlucky? Yeah. And he said that I was just getting my confidence back and this happened. He did say afterwards in the interview if he what if it he wasn't sure if it was actually hydraulics or yeah. if hydraulics led to something else right right um now the thing is and i mentioned this because we went live during the red the red flag um which was not after charles's um mishap but i did say in that that carlos had also been complaining of a hydraulics issue earlier this weekend and so this would, it would have made sense if it was a hydraulic failure. Um, I still think that they are unsure at this point when we're recording as to what it actually was. Um, but regardless, it was misery for me and many other Tifosi. And that's why I'm in black and a black hat because I'm also wearing um, a friendship bracelet that a friend made me that says all too unwell. And it's in red colors because Taylor Swift red album, but it's also in Ferrari colors because it's red. So, um, yeah, not my day. I just posted a TikTok about how Ferrari can be my favorite thing about F1 and yet my least favorite thing about F1. And that's where I stand. My stance is I have stopped putting faith in Ferrari this season. And I think I stopped four races ago. I made a shift and I feel like I'll always be a Ferrari girly, but not it's not i can't rely on them anymore are you a ferrari girly or are you a charles girly that's my question because you don't like carlos at ferrari i don't like carlos at so ferrari. there's half the team right there okay but i was thinking about this i think it in order lance okay lance is your number one driver lance is my number one okay i want him to succeed before anyone okay below lance i want to see ferrari succeed so i want to see a ferrari one two before i want to see anything else except lance okay following okay after the Ferrari, it would go Charles, Lando. Genuinely, I think McLaren and then Carlos. But also Danny Rick is in there somewhere. Okay. Does that make sense? I It does It does make sense. So if you would prefer a Ferrari 1-2, but if you weren't going to get a Ferrari 1-2, you'd prefer it to be Charles and then Lando. Lando. Yeah. Okay. See, I am... And this is not a slight at you. I am a true Tifosi. I want a Ferrari win both drivers every weekend. I love Charles. He's been my number one since I started watching F1. I love Carlos. I loved him at McLaren. I love him even more at Ferrari. That's where I stand. And that's why this hurts me more, I think. That's totally fair. Yeah. That makes complete sense. I liked Carlos at McLaren. Doesn't do it for me at Ferrari. Right. But if they can pull together and do something, a Ferrari 1-2 is what I want to see more than anything, except Lance. Except for a Lance win. Okay. Except for a Lance win. Okay, well, I'm glad we cleared that up because yeah. sometimes I don't I don't actually know where you stand with Ferrari. Sometimes you're like, she's a fake fan. Well, <laughs> no, sometimes I just think that you are a Charles fan and not a Ferrari fan, but you've cleared that up. So yeah. 
There we go. We can move forward. We can move forward. So they, you know, pushed Charles's car off the track um, as they had to. And I just, I, like, they just set up like normal. And I think that just is so sad. Do you know what I, I mean? I actually thought that they were going to have to delay the start by a couple minutes yeah. to remove debris. But I guess there wasn't actually debris from Charles's no. car. So, um, or at least much of that. So they were able to start on time. Um, but chaos did ensue mm-hmm. in the first lap. The highlight, I think, from the start would be Lando and Lewis mirroring each other, going around the outside and the inside, around the Aston Martins to take second and third. Mm-hmm. Both Aston Martins, they didn't have the best start. And Lando was on the inside, mm-hmm. got ahead of Fernando. Lewis took the outside, got ahead of Lance. Mm-hmm. Lewis is a better driver than Lance. There's no denying that. So I was not surprised he overtook him. Mm-hmm. But they mirrored each other. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they had talked about it. They're like, okay, you go this way, right, I go this I'll side. Go this way. Yeah. We'll just cut them off. Right. That was beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. It was cool. And then at the back, the Haas cars tag teamed to get Alex out. That's how it looked. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It did look like K Megs and Hulk had um, a personal vendetta with Alex Albon. Mm-hmm. That's definitely not what, what the truth is. But um, yeah, it, it was unavoidable from Alex, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it led to Alex and K Meg both um, not. Continuing on. This is what it says on the F1 lap by lap. It looks like Albin clicked Mag- Magnuson, but his onboard shows he actually got clipped from Hulkenberg from behind. That knocked him into the path of Magnuson. Hulkenberg dropped down to last place. So K-Mags and Alex Albin spun into the barriers. Well, I guess they didn't spin, but they hit the barriers. Mm-hmm. And they were out. They had to red flag the race. All the cars. There was lots of debris. There like was they, a lot of damage. They the originally yellow flagged it. And then I was like, no, this is going to be like a half hour red flag for yeah. sure, for sure. But because of this, K-Mags lost a tire. The tire hit Danny Rick's rear wing. Oscar got damaged because I think Hulkenberg hit the back of his yes, yeah. back of his car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they said that they had to retire Piastri. And they said that before right. the red flag came out. And then as soon as all the drivers, all the cars went back to the pit, they were like, maybe we can fix this. Maybe we can get him back out. Yeah. It was like the best thing that could have mm-hmm. happened for Oscar what? was... Best case, best thing in that scenario. In that scenario yeah. was to have a red flag to see if they could. Because for those of you who maybe are unfamiliar with it, uh, to replace the the front wing of a car, the nose, it is very easy. It is just like a quick, it can happen during a normal pit stop. It's, it's an extra five seconds. It's second, an extra, it right. It, it's just a quick jack and they just swap it out. Um, the rear wing is a lot more difficult to repair just with the DRS system and whatnot. So that's why they needed a little bit more time to do so. And the red flag allowed for that. Then we still weren't sure. Like, yep. we really weren't sure whether he was going to make it out, whether well, Danny, Danny. going to make it out. We didn't know if either of these cars were going to make it back out. That's right. when we went on live and mm-hmm. we're like, we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, no one knew what was going on. Thank you to everyone who spent the red flag with us because I don't know what to do during red flags. So, so that was fun. It was fun. It was a, an emotional support group for all of us. It was. Uh, Charles frolicking through the grass. <laughs> right. So then you see Charles frolicking through the grass and immediately, immediately you're like, what? Why? What is he doing? What is he doing? Like, like, bro, like, I think I said it in a group chat, like, bro, your day is over. A, a, a slow jaunt would <laughs> would do it. But he was wanting his car to get back to the pits so that he could maybe rejoin the race. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the disconnect is because I'm very aware that if you leave a car, leave a car you are unfit to return to the race. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know why he didn't. Not that you're unfit to the, return to the race. It's an automatic disconnect. Qualification. Disqualification. Right. You have you are not allowed back in the car once you abandon abandon, abandon is your the word car. that you use. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and so we saw the car parked by the trees. Charles didn't know what how to climb. I mean, he knew how to climb up a hill, but he didn't know where to go. It just wasn't a good look for the marshals, first of all. That well, kind of seemed a little bit confused. I don't know why the car was by the trees. Maybe it was just the way the camera shot was set up, but okay. it literally, like, it was a picturesque yes. scene. Yeah. And I just felt really bad for Charles. Like, it was... Because he... Because at this point, the the restart happened. He's still outside the track trying to figure out what's going on. All the cars are back in the garage. Charles is trying to get out of the grass. It was chaos, is mm-hmm. what it was. So, yeah, for those of you who maybe thought, oh, Charles could have been able to... They no. could have been able to fix his car before maybe going back out... Because he abandoned the car, it was it's the same thing that happened. Um, a notable instance of this was Silverstone 2021, 2022, sorry, George. Um, when George got out of his car to go see if Joe was okay after Joe's really intense crash, um, and George's car was technically fine. fine, and this was still like lap one or lap two, but because George abandoned his car to go see if Joe was okay, he couldn't restart the race, which you know that put an end to his um top five finish, right? And, and just that's the one thing I remember. I but I don't blame him for getting out of his I car. I don't, right. And that's that was where the controversy was during that scenario was mm-hmm. like, did you expect George to stay in his car while this person could have needed help? Like, yeah. I guess it's the marshal's job technically, but like, was he just going to sit there? No. George I, got to him before the marshals did. Right, exactly. And in this scenario, it's a little different because it's like not like Charles got out of his car for any reason other than he thought that his race day was over, but then the red flag came out and it what if might he, maybe not. What if he had stayed in his car? Well, no, because his car wasn't drivable, so we couldn't even... He couldn't even drive it back to the pits to get it fixed. I don't know how he thought that they would have been able to fix a, a hydraulic failure in the time. Again, not an engineer. I actually don't know how long it takes to fix a hydraulic um, failure. But in my mind, it, it, it takes, would take longer. It takes longer than the time that they need to clean off debris from right, the track. Right. Yeah. Um, now, it was a longer red flag, obviously. Lots of debris. But... Um, yeah, so we when the restart happened, they had a standing start. And because Danny and Oscar were able to um, rejoin the pack and finish the race, they just started from the pit lane. So if you were watching on F1 TV or wherever you were watching and you saw um, that it said plus one lap beside Danny and be- beside Oscar, it's because they were starting from pit lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we had some messages confused as to why that was. So clearing that up. Clearing that up. Because of the restart and because of the positions that... Lewis and Lando gained during the initial start, they were able to start from that position at the restart. So mm-hmm. Lando second, Lewis third, and so on. And so at the restart, Lando got off beautifully. I just want to say that. Like I actually thought he had overtaken Max for a quick sec. Yeah. So DRS isn't enabled until a few laps into the race, mm-hmm. but Lando was keeping pace. He was in Max's slipstream. He was gaining on Max, mm-hmm. truthfully. And mm-hmm. Max is usually like, when he's gone... He's gone. Lando was right there with him. And then when DRS was finally activated, we all were like, we're like, Lando's got him. Like Mm -hmm. he's within 0.3 seconds, 0.2 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then he went for the overtake. It didn't work out, but he was so close, so close. And then after that, he just could not. Yeah. When DRS was not enabled anymore than, yeah. He, He, yeah. It's, it's unfortunate because like, obviously when you are going for that overtake, you do have to give that maximum power and you can't give it during you can't give it the entire race so it did kind of cost Lando a few seconds when he was just trying to get his bearings back after not succeeding with that mm-hmm, overtake mm-hmm. so unfortunate but he still managed to like keep like keep the gap with Max for mm-hmm. a good chunk of the race yep. and then meanwhile behind him we saw Checo work his way up I think he overtook both of the Aston Martins mm-hmm. so he was behind 
George. George is behind Lewis. George's radio message. Yes, this is interesting. Uh, George's radio message, he said, um, we should be working together for the next, or something like, we can. We should work together for the next few laps. I won't attack yet. I won't attack yet. Along those lines, yeah. At- I'm sorry, attack seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. <sighs> this is where I got really annoyed because... This is this was not a track for Mercedes, um, but Mercedes is very, very, very close. Well, Lewis specifically is very close to overtaking Ch- Checo in the driver standings. Mm-hmm. And so I think the smart move would have been for them to work together, mm-hmm. not even talk about trying to attack each other. But if George had defended Checo instead of trying to focus on attacking Lewis, I think they would have had a better outcome. Yes, but also I think Lewis needed... I don't know if there was a disconnect within radio messages between the two drivers, engineers, but um, Lewis also needed to do what he could to keep George, George behind, behind him, him mm-hmm. and he didn't do that. So no. that's when Checo overtook George and then George went on the radio message again, on the radio again and said, um, are we doing a team, are we running a team race here or running an individual race? And they're and, like, we're still discussing. And they said, we're still discussing, discussing. But at that point, the decision had kind of been made. Like yeah. Lewis really needed George to stay behind him. My one thing with that is that I don't think George would have defended for Lewis for 71 laps or whatever, however many we were at at this point. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that would have been, if they would have eventually taken on like a an individual strategy after that anyways. But at that point, that would have been in Lewis's best interest. And I don't think he helped that either. No, so I it agree. was just like a disconnect between the team, I think. And it was unfortunate because I think it's, it's safe to say a lot of people do want to see Lewis pass Checo in the driver's standings. I'm people. I'm people. We're both people who want to see that happen. So we didn't want to see Checo overtake Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happened. But what can you do? What, I think we were what, at the part of the race where people were starting to dive into the pits for their first stop. So Lewis went in after he got passed. Checo came in. He did come out right after Lewis, but he got that place back. Um, Lance went into the pits. And then he overtook Lewis. Lance Stroll in the Aston Martin overtook Lewis Hamilton. Live, love, Lance. Yeah, I'm not commenting on that. (laughs) So while there's battles happening all the way behind, Lando and Max are literally in their own little world. Mm -hmm. And we were like, who's going to box first? But it literally was their own little world because whoever was in third at this point was like 20 seconds behind Lando. Like there was no... um, race for second today no. lando had it handedly um i was really hoping that mclaren would try to go in for the undercut mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get lando in first that didn't happen and then i was like maybe it'll happen on the second pit stop and then that didn't happen mm-hmm. <sighs> i'm not saying it was poor strategy on mclaren's part i think that they knew that they couldn't fight for first but then okay we're jumping ahead a little bit here at the second pit stop max went in to get you i think it was used soft tires Mm. Switch from mediums. Okay. It could have been new soft tires. It was soft tires regardless. Matt or Lando stayed out f- longer on the mediums. And I, for a second, I was like, is he just not going to go back in for a pit stop? Like, mm. is he going to try and just defend and try to keep that first place with the used mediums that he has on? Because it kind of seemed like it for a minute. Mm. But no, then he went in and put on the used softs. And then he got second. <laughs> He tried. He really did try. But I think that it, I just think that they should have pit earlier both times and they didn't. And it was, it was unfortunate. 
Um, not unfortunate. It's still second place. I think we need to be excited about that. Like, mm-hmm. truly, it's the best thing that any other driver can do right now mm-hmm. is second place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had an Alfa Romeo. Two. Um, yeah. We had an Alfa Romeo situation. That's uh, Yeah. That's when both Alfa Romeos kind of retired. Uh, nearly around the same time. Yeah. yeah. So both had engine issues, engine failures. So what? At this point, we had Charles out. We had both Alphas. So that's three and alex alvin alex came egg and then there was a six dnf yeah it was george george i forgot about his dnf george does have really nice hair though can we talk about his rebrand for a quick sec his rebrand well he yeah i mean you only ever saw george in like runners skinny jeans and his mercedes shirt mm. before like maybe three or four races ago all of a sudden he's in full tommy hilfiger which is a sponsor of um the mercedes f1 team um, but his girlfriend, Carmen, has been styled by Tommy Hilfiger or a stylist who works with Tommy Hilfiger um, for almost two seasons now. So it's kind of funny that like all of a sudden George has this rebrand. He's like dressing a lot better. His hair is growing. Like it's his hair is, you know, how, yeah. you know how in. He's putting more effort into his appearance. Right. You know how David Malukas talked about how Rachel wanted him to have more of like an old money aesthetic. So yeah. she kind of like helped him like change his image a little bit. That's, That's literally what's happening to George Russell right now. That is so true. And I think that he looks great. Yeah. But it doesn't help him in the it car. It doesn't help him in the car. Yeah, he DNF'd. <laughs> he DNF'd. Why did he DNF? Because the car was going to explode. So that, I, look, I still don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. All you said to me was that something on the data. I, uh, That's what I heard on the broadcast is that the um, data showed in the Mercedes garage that there was impending failure if George didn't retire the car. People were saying that it was a power unit failure. People were saying that it was overheating oil. People were saying that if he kept going, his car would have exploded, which is obviously not something we want to see happen. I don't know what the truth is. I don't know exactly why he had to retire. Um, We are recording right after the race. Yeah, so there's not too too much information yet. But I mean, we do trust, obviously. They they trust the data and we trust them. So So if something bad was going to happen to that car, Mm -hmm. obviously you want to retire it. Um, We did have, this is tinfoil hat, we did have some people say they retired George because they were embarrassed of their race performance this weekend. Um, I think that's just, I'm going to be British here for two seconds. That's just bollocks. (laughs) To retire the car just because they're embarrassed of where they're at. I mean, yeah, I don't believe it. I'm sorry. It, Mercedes is still trying to achieve second in the Constructors' Championships. Mm-hmm. It was not in their best interest to have George DNF. That's just all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, we did get a little clip of Mick in the garage, which mm-hmm. is like a little treat for us, I think. Mm-hmm. He, anytime I see him, I'm happy. Yeah. He's thriving, I think. I hope. I think, I mean, uh, the TikToks that his new girlfriend oh. makes, of that, the two of them, make me very happy. They're and he so seems very cute. happy, yeah. so... Love that for them. I'm sure he'd be happier if he had an F1 seat, but I, I don't, like I've said it a million times before, I don't think that was the end of Mick Schumacher. In, in it's F1, not the so. end of Mick Schumacher. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep going about the race. Um, so that brings us to 16 Fs total. Just, yeah, just if you're following along, along with us, that's six. Six. Last week we had five, this week we had six. And then towards the end of the race, it was Alonso in third, Checo in fourth, and it was a battle for that final podium position. Um, and it was what, the second or third last lap when Checo, first of all, for so long, could not pass Fernando. It was the second last lap. It was, this came down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to put it out there. Driver of the day had already been um, decided decided by this point. If it wasn't, I think that Fernando would have got some more votes. Yes. But they do cut off driver of the day at a certain time. During I think the... it's, it, it's with one lap left, actually. Yeah. So this was like really down the wire. But Checo had overtaken Fernando right at like 
again, second last lap from the end. So no, yeah, 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 second last lap from the end. Um, but he was trying to overtake for like the last like eight laps. Like he could not get past Fernando. And I texted Callie and I was like, I was like, the funniest thing is that Checo was not able to pass. And then a lap later, he Checo did pass. Passed. And yeah. I was like, I jinxed it. This is my fault. I'll take the blame. And then I thought Checo was going to finish in third. I was like, oh my yeah. goodness. And then Fernando was able to pull ahead. Like, what did you write here? 53 thousandths of a second. 53 thousandths of a second. Fernando on that last lap overtook, got that position back. I stood up and I screamed. It was the best, um, the best fight to the finish. Fight to the finish I've seen in a very long time. Mm -hmm. It was, it was the best moment so far. I Mm -hmm. think we haven't got anything like that or anything close to that. I would say the closest would maybe be George and Danny from like Mm -hmm. last race or the race before, Mm -hmm. but we didn't even see it happen because they cut the broadcast. Right. Um, so it was very, very entertaining to see Fernando deserve that third place. He held, he played such a good defensive game, like that whole race. Um, and to get that spot back when everyone was like, fuck, it's over. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. props to them. We had two world champions on the podium and Lando, Lando, we can be world champions. We can be world champion one day, one day that well, that was the race. That was the race. But we're not done. You're still stuck with us. Because we got furious hot takes because there's a few things that has happened this week. Mm-hmm. And so we had opened up our furious hot takes inbox again. You guys sent in some good ones. Some great ones. Furious Hot Takes is sponsored by Furious Motorsport, a motorsport apparel brand with a unique style. Baseball jerseys sporting your favorite drivers and tracks from a Vegas line to a Danny Rick line to a Monaco homestyle jersey. There's something for everyone at Furious. They have cropped and full-length styles, perfect for any gender and any occasion, from hanging out with friends to getting drinks to watching the races. You can wear these jerseys anywhere, and they are a great conversation starter. Um, I just want to say that I purged my closet the other day. And my sister was like, you have too many jerseys. And I was like, you can never have too many jerseys. You can jerseys. never have too many jerseys. So use the link in our episode notes or the link in our social media bios for $5 off your order and get yourself a Furious Motorsports jersey. Thank you so much to Furious Motorsports for sponsoring this segment. And with that, we will jump right into our hot takes. I feel like people are going to think that I'm the one that came up with this, but I'm not the one that came up with this, despite everything that I'm wearing. She's actually not. I, I can see who came up with yes. that. It wasn't her. And if it was her, you'll, you know I would call her out for it. Yeah. It was not <laughs> me who submitted this. This hot take was sent in by a listener, and that hot take is, Lance Stroll is a good driver, he just needs to separate himself from Aston Martin and Daddy Lawrence. Ah, you guys know where I stand on Lance. I do think he is a great driver. I think that he wouldn't have a seat without Lawrence, obviously. There are worse drivers than him on the grid, is what I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. I don't think he's a worse driver on the grid. He's not. But he has that reputation of being the, the Nepo baby, so... No one wants to, I don't, I think if Lawrence Stroll were to sell Aston Martin, Lance would lose a seat and no one would re-sign him. I actually also agree with that, unfortunately. And I don't think that that's necessarily fair because this season has been bad, but this is not like Lance had a great season a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I just don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know that, that anyone would resign him just because, just based on um reputation but also you have to remember the amount of sponsorship dollars that come along with Lance Stroll Mm -hmm. is crazy so I'm sure any team would technically take him for that reason and that was my hot take so let um us and Emma know what you all feel about that this one was also sent in from one of our listeners and this person says Esteban Ocon is not good enough to be an F1 driver anymore this is a really hot take I I you you all are gonna have to tell us what what you think about this one um, I'll just lay out the facts that they that they laid out for me. 
Um, he's had seven DNFs this season. He had one podium this season in Monaco, but other than that, his highest position was seventh, and that was in Qatar. Last year, his highest finish was fourth, and he had two DNFs. There was definitely more of a mixed bag, they're saying, of places that, they, that he finished last year, but still nothing to, like they're saying, it was just like nothing to be super excited about. Um, three DNFs in 2021. His highest place was first. That's when he got his first race win, which th this person also says was kind of a fluke. I'm just paraphrasing because it's quite a long hot take. Um, but other than that, the, his highest finish in that season was fourth. Um, this year, they're also saying, and their math, math might be wrong, but um, with sprint quali qualifying included, Pierre has out-qualified Esteban 14 times to eight. So Esteban lost his seat once already in mm -hmm. F1, and he took a season away. He Toto was, Wolf took him kind of under his wing. Yeah, he was dropped by Racing Point when Lawrence Stroll purchased it, replaced Esteban with Lance. Um, Toto pretty much did what he is doing with Mick now. He's like, no, I see potential in you. I see something in you. Yeah. I'll take you under my wing. He was a reserve driver for Mercedes. Um, he at one point said that he considered putting Esteban in the Mercedes when mm -hmm. Valtteri wasn't going to be re-signed. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine Esteban Ocon in the Mercedes next to Lewis Hamilton? Okay, so I absolutely can't. But if Toto sees something, then maybe there's something we're all missing because obviously Toto was a great mind in F1. Um, and I don't think that he would even consider um, a subpar driver for the Mercedes seat. So you all can let us know what you feel about this. Obviously, Esteban has been a big topic of conversation on this show. I've said, been on record to say that I, I could never be an Alpine fan because I feel like the team is heartbreaking every week with, you know, various issues with the car um, and strategy issues. Um, but I guess what I'm, why I'm bringing it up is just, you know, with a driver shakeup coming in a couple years when lots of contracts end at the end of next year. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder who will still have a spot, who will, who won't. Um, and I wonder if it, this is a car issue or a driver issue because Pierre also hasn't had as good of a season as some people expected him to have in Alpine. And that was also said in this hot take. Can I add a hot take? I think should I keep that in there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because that's your, that's I know. your I might delete opinion. that. And that's where we're going to leave Furious Hot Takes <laughs> for this week. Thank you so much again to Furious Motorsports for sponsoring this segment. We love the feedback that you all provide for us. So please send us a message in our inbox um, or send us a message um, to our personal accounts. Whatever you feel like doing, you let us know. Um, again, these are sent in by listeners. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for Furious Hot Takes for sponsoring this segment. Use the link in our bio for $5 off your order. And that's where we'll leave it. Thank you so much. That was the Brazilian GP. We are Track Talk. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week and we will get you all prepped and ready for Vegas. Vegas, baby.